Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat Unworthy, yet by I mean. the brilliant, the talented, the legendary, the new daily podcast host, Nikki Glazer! Uh-oh. Hi, you guys! So good Welcome. to be here on another daily podcast. You guys yes. inspired me to start my own, the Two Nikki Glazer podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I'm, oh man, I'm, yeah, doing a daily podcast and then also I've been doing a ton of other podcasts like i'm podcasting like three or four times a day yeah, uh, yeah you, it's you all are. i do uh yeah. and i love it it's the best but yeah i'm having so much fun with mine and um as we were just talking off air of like it's just so nice to have a job you don't dread or like yeah and and, and yeah. there's so many jobs i do that are just you know it's obviously what i chose to do but i don't think there's a single time i go on stage and I go, oh, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I don't want to do this. And then I, <laughs> I grab the mic right. and I have fun. The second I grab the mic and I get on stage, I have fun. But constant dread up until that moment. But I don't oh, totally. dread my own podcast at all. In fact, I like, I do it four days a week, Monday through Thursday, the Nikki Glazer podcast, iHeartRadio, uh, by Big Money Players. Um, but on, I get sad Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's like too much of a break. I, I miss it. And that's not just <laughs> me saying that to be like, I really do. I just feel like it's, uh, I, I, yeah. Do you guys ever feel that way or do you need a break? I mean, we all need breaks, but yeah, I, de- I definitely breaks. need a break by the end of the week <laughs> yeah. for sure. I, I enjoy my weekends. I think it was once we started doing a second episode every day, I was just like, I need, e- wait, yeah. yes, yes. We do like yeah. a 15 minute trending episode. Catch right. You know, that's, it's a lot. But I don't know, because Jack and I, we saw each other physically for the first time yeah. over the weekend because we were doing a, a lesser award show than the one you were doing, or maybe right. higher, depending on where you're at. We're trying to keep up. I mean, we're trying let's to keep be honest. Up, I know? think they're same level. <laughs> same level. <laughs> we really boil it down, yeah. But like it it was one of those moments where we're like, hey! <laughs> it felt yes. like, like, wild, a fucking, like a reunion scene at the end of a Fast yeah. and Furious movie or some shit. Because yeah. you guys don't see each other in person all no. like ever. You don't have no, this to. This is the first time in over a year. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. What yeah. did you? We're what very, did you? Uh, vaccine observant. I was or... surprised how good. the the solid hug Jack gave me. I was, oh really? Shit, my man came in for came from serious. <laughs> came from but deep the, within. Podcasting is hard though because I mean it's like a great job and it's I'm not complaining but it is you can't be on your phone. You can't be doing other things. It is you right. have to be focused. You have to be present. You have to be listening. You have to be, uh, it's, it's different than any other job. I mean, I feel like most people work nine to fives and maybe get the same amount of presence and like focus that we have in an hour of podcasting. Cause I get off my phone. I'm like, Oh, that's the longest I've been away from my phone yeah. ever is what I podcast. Yeah. It's like the, it's the, it's the way it used to be when you would go on a plane and they wouldn't have wifi. Now, now you right. have no excuse to never be, tethered to your phone but uh podcasting is the only excuse i have now and sleeping yeah. but even sleeping it's like wake up bitch answer my text <laughs> i'm blowing you up yeah <laughs> yeah is everything okay yeah i've just been asleep for four hours what the yeah fuck do you mean? well the okay? only reason i like would if people want to get a hold of me when i'm sleeping i say call me because i always have my phone on silent but i always have um white noise going i think it was one of my underrateds last time 
I came mm-hmm. on here as like a, a sleep mask and white noise to sleep. So I wake up when someone calls because the white noise will just, it'll go to silence. So I get woken up by silence oh, of the call. So uh, that's the only way I wake up when I, when I sleep. When people are like, I don't, I didn't want to wake you up by texting you. And I'm like, who the hell is leaving their text alerts on when they're yeah. sleeping? Right. That's a, that's, that's a, that's a person you sh- you need to wake up. People who don't get very many uh, text messages like myself. Uh, oh, you don't get yeah. many texts. And you just rub in your mitts. You're like, ooh, <laughs> whoa! Yeah. Yeah, today I wake everybody in my household up. I'm like, guys, I got a text. I got <laughs> a text. Daddy's got a text. <laughs> Kids, get in here. Do you notice though that more people are using the voice memo option uh, instead of texting? To I just have a couple have people in my life who've been doing that. Yeah, because they for disappear, sure. right? Yeah, I, I've. I've no, I've, I would say drug dealers were very early adopters of the voice mm. message because wow. you could get real graphic and say things that you wouldn't want in text form that you could do in the voice, you know, because they're yes, graph like graphic about your drugs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these drugs are so good, real bro. Nuts. Like, oh, you want three point five grams? Yes, <laughs> it's so much better than being Damn. like, can I get some sweaters from you or whatever? Like, I used to just <laughs> right. in right. high school, we used to say we were knitting sweaters, and I, it just like why I thought my parents wouldn't catch on to the fact that I've never had an interest in like arts and crafts at all, and that we would go knit sweaters in the car and drive around my subdivision for yeah. 15 minutes and come back <laughs> with bloodshot eyes and no yarn right. or needles or sweater. Like, right. it's just so dumb. Yeah. But I, now I, I do feel like the voice memo thing, I noticed it with, like, more famous people that I may be talking to as the same as drug dealers. Like, don't want as much of a record of a text screenshot. Oh, so yeah. right. they said the voice memo. But I See, like it so much more. that's the difference you and I. <laughs> you got famous friends. I know drug dealers. I mean, you know? barely. Well, yeah, yeah I, I need more drug dealers in my life, to be honest with you. I'm tired of uh, asking my dad if I could have some of his weed. Now they're all on Signal. So, Oh, so. yeah, Signal. That's <laughs> no, the one. And around. you get an alert when a friend joins Signal. If you're on Signal, you get like alerts when your friends join it. You go, oh, someone just got a new drug dealer. <laughs> that's what I always say. When someone yeah, it's like, because you're not a journalist or activist or someone who no, needs no. crypt- crypto. You're into psilocybin now. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're trying a new therapy. Mm-hmm. I just got an alert that the city of Dayton, Ohio joined Signal. I was like, okay. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know they were uh, one of my contacts. but right. That's so weird. Wild. I mean, Dayton, Ohio has had a drug dealer for a long time. So yeah. I don't, think, I don't think that's what's going on there. Right. Um, they're just catching up to the technology. Maybe they're having an affair with Cleveland. Yeah. Ooh. That yeah. could be it. That could yeah, definitely it really be it. could be it. Yeah, cheating on Cincinnati with Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, yeah, it's just like an administrator for the city is doing it for shady stuff, not realizing it's sending an alert. It's like, the, the city whole- of Dayton has joined Signal. Like, oh, fuck. Damn, I'm starting to wonder if my si- my little sister's been using voice memos like since they began. I'm wondering if maybe she's a drug dealer. It's she weight. might be young. Yeah. Like, how yeah. old is she? She's only two years younger than me. But okay, geez. but like the younger kids use the voice memos too. You know, like right. I feel yeah. like that's a. It's like texting is like old, but I do a lot of the dictating of like saying period exclamation right. mark. I just started my period exclamation mark. Or, you know, like, <laughs> but that's that's a weird one because sometimes I will be use, leaving the voice memo and I say exclamation. And I'm talking like a robot exclamation right. mark. Right. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, I'm sending this as a. Yeah. <laughs> right. My uh, Siri has. I, I'm unimpressed with Siri as of yet. Uh, oh, Siri's yeah. ability to like just randomly drops in as like. I'm sorry, I don't know about that. I was, I'm like, what the fuck? I've never, I've never like 
gotten that when it was intended. Anyways, I'm an old man. Uh, yes. Let's talk about. I don't think Siri has ever brought me anything but consternation in my life. Yes. Like, of, I need to shut it off. That little start thing, the little magic ball, like, starts, starts going. Like, no. Get yeah. at it. I hate, I hate that on these iPhones, the, uh, how many screenshots do you have of your home screen on your 7, iPhone 000. from trying to turn <laughs> up or down the music right. and you have to get a grip on it so you have to press the other button I have so many screenshots of my home screen it's so annoying I, yeah. I, I feel like are the new phones did they fix that are the new models they had to have I mean that isn't a, a, a thing that I happens think, to all of I us. think if anything it, you just have to change like how you take a screenshot to avoid that like in the it definitely oh, got can, like, differences Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. It got harder yeah. to take a screenshot with this latest update of the phone. So uh, oh, I had did? to like, yeah, I was, I'm on, I just got the 12, but I jumped from like one with a button. So I'm, <laughs> I'm way right. the fuck behind. <laughs> to now but using it, my face. Like the first day I like couldn't take a screenshot. Now I can't not take them. So and that's Scalpist. the thing is like you learned sometimes it's like we get so mad at a design change. Yeah. And then we get used to it with it. Give it a day before you start tweeting about how it's now ruined. We, They know us so well. They're only optimizing everything for us to be on this thing longer and make right. and, and yeah, it. All, they know they know us better than we know ourselves. So I give really, it time and yeah. it will be intuitive within hours. I have to stop being mean to Siri. Like when she interrupts, I have to stop being like, oh, Siri, shut up. Because my pa- my uh, kids are learning it now. Uh <laughs> They're like being mean to Alexa now. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, they're like, hit it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is so Alexa! fun to yell at her. <laughs> I know. It's... And get your aggression out and just be like, you dumb bitch. I don't care about the weather. Like, <laughs> right. I like to get really mad. It's probably projection. It's not good. Uh, I should change it to a man's voice to make it feel less, uh, you know. Alex, like shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Alex. Oh, I already hate that version. Alexi. I guess Alex might be too common. I don't know. (laughs) What is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Wow. I am obsessed with these Twitter accounts that just post a Google photo of every address in the city. So (laughs) the one that I look at constantly is Every Lot LA, which is just a picture of every lot in LA. But there's also every lot Chicago, every lot New York. Uh, I follow them all. But Wait, I don't understand. What what does it do? It just posts. It's just a bot, and that is programmed to post a picture of like every address wanted. It like a picture of every Google Maps f- shot of every building. It's like every building in every city. <laughs> It's wild because, like, oh, right wow. now they're like on Laurel Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Like in I the got... valley. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Last night I was looking at it because they're on Victory Boulevard and it's right. just like a stretch of Victory Boulevard. I love. So I was just like, Victory just, Boulevard. We, we love, love it. it. I was just, oh, shit. That's a victory right there about a North Hollywood shootout. Yeah, yeah. Just the zone. The zone. That's like my old elementary school right there. Yeah. Okay. And, I just, I love the account and uh, I love that it's a bot because I just like, well, wait, it posts every 20 minutes. So I'll be like, oh man, only eight more minutes until we get another every lot post. <laughs> now, this is the sort of thing, uh, just thinking with my NFT brain here, 
Uh, you compile <laughs> all of those into a single uh, file, mm-hmm. and then uh, you can add an NFT and sell that for. I'd pay wow, you can get three hundred k for that. You know, what real I'm estate speculation going on just pictures of real estate. I mean, yeah, it's a fucking no brainer, Molly. I mean, Decentraland kind of like that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is dope though this is really cool it's just weird it's like it's a bizarre account you know because this is essentially like if you've ever just they're just clipping out these street view things and giving you the address but it is i find myself it's weird because the specific part of the city they're in right now is a part where i've i know very intimately so they they caught me at a good moment on every lot oh, LA yeah. right now we're in a good stretch yeah it it gives you a unfettered view of the like even my memory i like remember the stores that are open i don't remember how many of the stores are boarded up but it's like nine tenths boarded up stores uh on here well there's this well right now where they're at like in north hollywood is this old business park that has just died it actually they right. shot the opening of uh what's the, what's the marvel movie mrs marvel was the, the, the uh, captain marvel Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel. Where she touched it down in that blockbuster. That's in that same business park, abandoned business park in North Hollywood, where the Gold's Gym is and all this other shit. And that thing has just been dying over the last 30 years. So it's kind of a bummer part of North Hollywood that they're at right now. It rules. Uh, that's awesome. Also, the Sizzler, you might see that image. First yeah, Sizzler I just saw I the to. Sizzler. First Sizzler I ever is went that to really? is that one right there. Yep, yep. Hell First yeah. Sizzler I ever went to. Sizzler wasn't a... Uh, big deal where i lived at the at the time that i first saw white men can't jump but Mm. when they like it was a legendary eating establishment in my mind because of that movie uh because of the we're going to sizzler uh, (laughs) celebration (laughs) (laughs) what is something you think is overrated Mm, salad Uh uh-huh tuna salad Chicken salad, well, or are we talking about the leafy green shit? Just leaves. The leafy green, because when you think about it, have you ever thought about salad? You hear about this, guys? You thought about this? <laughs> you guys this? seen this thing? It's just like, it's lubricated leaves and hard bread. And I could have like softer bread and mm. non-moist leaves. Mm. You know? Wait, so hold on. You want to eat a dry leaf? Like well, your no, ideal put... meal is just a dry leaf? Katie I mean, is a rabbit. People might not realize that. <laughs> Katie is actually a rabbit. They might, yeah. You now you put a it. leaf on on a soft bread, right? With like some chicken or something. Maybe some a sandwich. Of, yeah, yeah, sandwich. That's what I'm saying. Sandwiches <laughs> are better than salads. What are you doing? It's just lube leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody leaves. wants it. It's a um, scam. I mean, do you do you like vegetables though? You, yeah. You just so if you're gonna have your vegetable intake, you're like, eh. I'll, I'll like just, it. I'll just go raw exciting. with the veggie. Yeah, just eat a raw vegetable. Ow. Bite wow. into a big old bell pepper. Sure. Yeah, you're eating oh, okay. a uh, raw potato right now, like an apple. Yeah. That's yeah, recording. Um, How you get your starches? I find it's good for my digestion, gi- digestive <laughs> health, <laughs> digestion. Yes, digestion. Uh-huh. Uh, as nobody <laughs> says. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, salads are better for me than sandwiches, and this might just be <laughs> in my old age. <laughs> Not like, really comfortable, but I like this. Well, they, I mean, they're being compared, 
right? Isn't That's that true. Well, yeah, I guess you know, yes. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be a new method, though, for salad eating. Like maybe like a cone made out of a lettuce and then uh-huh. you drizzle the inside with like vinaigrette and then you fill it with croutons and yeah. toppings and eat it. They really did like give a, up like on a... presentation. It's it's just a pile. They're right. Just like, oh, Lazy. You just want to. It sounds like you just want to eat a lettuce wrap. Anything, mm-hmm. you know? right? Wait, lettuce. Those so exist? lettuces what? are for wrapping. You. That's mm. what. You, sounds like that's what you're. Mm. Where we're landing. Lettuce as a wrap. Mm-hmm. Salads are a wrap. Right, but usually lettuce wrap has like meat and stuff in it. I just want croutons wrapped in a oh. lettuce. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then let's just. Yeah. Do you put croutons? Is it? You sound like uh, you're you're a big uh, ton head. Do you do you put that? That was not the best I could have done, right. but it is what I did. Uh, do you do you put croutons in soup? I, lo- I love a crouton. Oh in a yeah, soup. yeah, that's good. I croutons just made, are the best. Made handmade some croutons last night by chopping bread up into cubes, but I kind of overdid the tons, so they were a little uh, bit, you know, mm, hard cinder blocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, testing those teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> And what is something you think is underrated, Clark? I'm going to sound so basic, but something I think is underrated is sleep. I I love sleep. I I really highly value it. And yet somehow I never prioritize it. Every single night, I'm like, I could go to sleep now or I could just stay up watching some Netflix show that I actually don't care about. I just am not ready to... you know, face my demons and my subconscious. And mm. I think it's underrated. I I actually heard someone say the other day that classic refrain of I'll sleep when I'm dead. And I was like, no, honey, I'm sleeping when I'm alive. I, right. Yeah. This is the joy of living is that we get to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't get to enjoy that shit when I'm dying. It's not like you have a restful pre-death period. No. Usually. Like that shit hurts. Yeah. When you're about to die, you Man, you tripping that whole time. It's a head <laughs> yeah. trip that whole time. When you are truly on your deathbed, I mean, like watching that happen to a few family members, like it's, you know, it's it can be peaceful, but it's not a thing you're like, damn, you know, I'm just looking for the sleep, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no. Mm, it's like, relax. was I a good parent to you? You're like, whoa, whoa, shit. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I was darting sleep. around. So much wasted time. Right. right. <laughs> I hope I didn't project my past traumas onto you via your parents. I'm like, look, just, just rest up. You good. Right. Okay. Right. But yeah, the sleep thing is, you know, the when I a few weeks ago, we talked about this sort of phenomenon about how people are procrastinating with their sleep. And like yeah. there's a few things. Some of it is like the idea of trying to regain moments from your day that you feel were lost through having to work or other things. So mm-hmm. part of it is like this rebellious act before going to sleep of like, I'm going to look at my fucking phone because I don't I didn't have enough fucking time to do my shit today. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to watch like in your case, a shitty Netflix show that you're not even sure why you're watching it. <laughs> yeah, I'm an adult, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the second I kind of realized about like sort of that phenomenon, I, I really try and keep the screen shit away towards the end. But it's tough uh, it is. sometimes because, you know, I'm also like a kid who would try to go to sleep with the TV on every now and then. So Right. It does. It does sort of lull me for sure. But it's also like I'm trying to, as you said, like, make that period of my day sacred in the sense that, you know, maybe I can find other times in my day to watch these television shows, which I, you know, some of which I do love and engage with. What if I can make my evening time uh, about 
like reading before bed or Absolutely. journaling before bed or, you know, something that'll be stimulating in its own way and fulfilling and sort of fill the same need, but won't be like blue light beaming straight into my eyeballs at right. midnight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's why I like yeah. sleep podcasts have been the thing I've been trying to replace in the like, I'm kind of want some kind of stimulation, information, entertainment, but like mm -hmm. not intense, like watching comedy or whatever. Yeah. Sports highlights or whatever. Cause like the real, the shit that's like half sleep hypnosis where it's just kind of a walking you through, just checking in with your breathing and your body and then transitions into like the most dry, like reading of like Alice in Wonderland. I find myself being like, oh shit, here we go. Like, it's happening. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I throw my AirPods out my ears. I'm like, fuck them. Don't even let them charge. I'm like, I have to transition to sleep yeah. real quick and i can't like interrupt you have to like, catch it okay now put it in the case and charge i'm like no da, 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 ow, ow, children's <laughs> stories really do it for me man like i i read my kids uh four bedtime stories and by number three i am like nodding um right i do drop a couple ambient before just to you know get oh so it could be no, that <laughs> i don't know now children's literature the original ambient because it's nonsense uh pretty boring but very uh you know unobtrusive i think yeah. also it's a good sign that i'm sleep deprived uh, that whenever mm. i just like sit down and read for 20 minutes straight i'm just like i can't i can't keep my fucking eyes open right yes yeah but my kids can, and then they're in charge of the house for a couple hours while I'm asleep on their floor. That's always my favorite is my friends with kids, like seeing like a uh, nanny cam footage of like one parent tr <laughs> asleep, like trying to read the kid a story and the kids just up, like taking the book from them and just like yeah. doing it themselves. <laughs> <Wild> <laughs> out. Great. I love it. <laughs> the kids are partying. Yeah. 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 Cause that's also the time like sleeping adults. I learned the most about the human body in those times, like looking up my grandma's nose and shit. Oh, or like just pulling on like my my grandpa's hairy ear or something like that. Like those are mm. those are the moments you remember as a kid. Yeah, I used to when I um when I was learning how to drive. My goal, my dad is a pilot, and he's very like he pilots whatever car he's in as well. You know, he's always like. Your head's on a swivel. He's like <laughs> swinging his head around, and we're like, "Oh no!" Okay, Dad. Yeah, um, and he was always talking about how you like need to have your like slow. What would he say? Slow down into a stop sign, and then like accelerate through the turn. Like all of these things. Oh, and yeah. so my goal was always when I had him in the uh, passenger seat was to sort of like be such a smooth driver that he would mm. nod off and he would fall asleep and he would sort of like nod out. And then somehow while he's still asleep, he'd be like, you need to stop at that stop sign. <laughs> like, like, Oh wow. God. Okay. <laughs> and then he'd like yeah, black yeah, him. He has like one eye open. So <laughs> the side visible to you, he's asleep, but that other eye is like scanning the road. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. His head's on a swivel. Wow. I like that. He's giving you like real like racing stuff. It's like you got to hit the apex of the turn. And then you decelerate into it and then accelerate out and use, you know, the centripetal force to launch you out. Yes. My dad is <laughs> a Capricorn. He's like deep earth sign vibes. Everything about him is practical. He always wants to give like advice and tips. He can't just be like, this is a great day. He has right. to be like, well, today is beautiful because, you know, yeah, like. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. The thing about barometric pressure that I think right. is really underrated or misunderstood, but you know, it's so funny. He, 
when you say like my dad's a pilot, my almost thing was like, I'm guessing he's like all of my friends, parents or dad specifically who have like was like a firefighter or like pilot. They're all like these like wells of infinite, like just wisdom. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're not really even asking for it, but it's there. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're exactly like my friend, my homegirl's dad, who's a firefighter who just comes right. through be like, man, the sky hasn't looked like this in 300 years. Right. You know? and you're like, <laughs> like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's fucking cool. I want to hear more about that. So that's clearly me being a dad. I'm like, the sky doesn't look well, like what? I'm get, conflating get two characters from my life. Robert, the the proper fire chief, will come. Through. He's the kind of dude who like, he'll come to your house and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on with that light socket? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. see, I, it sounded like it wasn't grounded. I could mm-hmm. hear it from here. You're like, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Mm-hmm. My parents, so my parents are staying with me right now, and they- Oh, good luck. <laughs> they it's been great. They're they're great with the kids. The kids love hanging out with them. But I'm seeing all like we've got plumbing issues going on that like I had just like it's like a fire alarm that's low on batteries that you just kind of silence with your got brain. Used to. Yeah. Yeah, I just got used to it. But now I'm just like, oh man, I'm I am slacking. Like my dad's <laughs> like, your pipes sure bang a lot. What the hell is that? <laughs> like <laughs> Like oh, I, it's because I uh, am not, not Jack, a good see? homeowner. Yeah, see, you just got to follow through, Jack. We've been Jack talking about see. this, son. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Clark. I do have to ask: it, Did your dad ever talk about it, encounters uh, with uh, unidentified flying objects? The only time he's ever mentioned it was when we oh. were. I, this is incredibly misleading, so I okay. apologize. But because <laughs> I see you're getting excited. No, I mean uh, either way, it's. I think it'll either be it'll pay off on the premise, or it'll be a fantastic turn. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really it's more like a cute. Mm-hmm. God, I feel like I've really set this up to fail. <laughs> we it, we were young, and he came back. He flew for UPS for uh, basically all my life until last January. And like the January of the the pandemic, January 2020. Mm-hmm. And he was flying back from China or somewhere on Christmas Eve. And he came into our rooms and he was like, you have to go to bed now. Because as I was flying, I saw this this flashing red light <laughs> out of the side of the plane. And we we sped up so that we could we could beat him here because I think it was Santa. Hey. And we were, my sister and I were like, oh, my God, like ran to our rooms, like covered our heads. The original yeah, so. unidentified flying object, yeah. you know? I mean, it that's was what unidentified. People he think that it was Santa, but we yeah. don't know. We don't yeah. know. People think I'm in the bag for aliens. I am just as willing to believe that that white Tic Tac is Santa. That is gift <laughs> delivering uh, technology that we don't know about. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> could be, it could be alien life. It could be Santa. I don't know. Yeah, come on, man. It could be literally anything. Yeah, it could be, it could be Amelia Earhart. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's where she's been. Yeah, she was like, oh, man, I'm going to take off on their regular ass spacecraft and we'll switch it off from my turn up spacecraft. Time is relative in space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Here we go. You're on moving that Earth. fast. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It's this isn't a science everywhere? podcast. I think it's okay, everywhere. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and let's check in with the uh, the Roe v. Wade Supreme Court story, just because I feel like we've heard a number of times that like this is a possibility, but this you know pending decision really seems like it is the 
the case we've been warned about, the justices specifically chose a case that lower courts uh, had mostly upheld precedent on. So it basically means that like they're coming into an argument that seems like it had been settled and they're starting some shit again. So it's clear that they have something to say. Like they have, they think there's work to be done on what I think most people thought was settled precedent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this, and, yeah. people are saying like they wouldn't have done this unless a major kind of change was coming. And it's probably not going to be pro <laughs> a change in the pro-choice direction. I don't think Amy Coney Barrett's going to be like, yeah, we're just... Let's be a little bit more liberal on this. I mean, she was famously tight-lipped in her, you know, when people were yeah. asking those questions because of this exact moment, you yeah. know, because what Trump has put in a third of the Supreme Court now. Yeah. And we are, yeah, we're looking at a this conservative majority that, yeah, is is the th exact thing that people were fearing that of like what a Trump administration looks like or what, you know, what this conservative, conservatives at the wheel gives you all these other justices. Right. But if you're I mean, if you're fearing it, like, don't you want it sooner rather than later? For me, it's just like, all right, this is what's going to happen if there's all, if you put all these people in the Supreme Court and we know this is coming down the pike at some point. Like, let's go, because the sooner it happens and the sooner that they curtail Roe v. Wade, then the sooner people are going to realize that the only way to change that is to is to vote the way that is to is to kick people out of office and like I, and or or create legislation or create a constitutional amendment like like it. I'd rather do that than just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I think, yeah, more than anything, that's just how, you know, American politics works. It's like it has to get to that point for a plurality of people to be like, oh, fuck, we got to no. do something. Because before when everyone was like warning, like, no, this could be bad. Like, you kind of need to think about this now. Yeah, I think, Dan, that's what that I don't know what else could happen uh, for things to actually change. But I mean, when you look at all the state houses across the country, I think far too many are willing to, you know, restrict access to these kinds of procedures than actually offer them uh, to their yeah. to the constituents. So, yeah, it's it's a very dark time. And I think already now when you see the amount of people who are having to, like, navigate their murky laws to go out of state or find other ways to have this kind of access, just ha it's just a really bleak picture. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know what what this does to help force a conversation about like, well, if that's the case, what are we doing about Supreme Court justices and term limits? Are we expanding right. the courts now? Because I think maybe, you know, if this does happen, that makes all of those other conversations happen with a little more, you know, vigor. Yeah, they're saying it would revert at least 20 states to the pre-row days when basically rich women could get safe abortions and poor women could not. Right. So I guess my fear would be that and I think this is borne out a lot in the past four years that even with something horrible with legislation or from the Supreme Court, that people still don't do what they need to do to fix things. So then, right. then you really would end up with just like people getting back LA abortions again. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. The three quarters of the population want to keep Roe in place, like according to polling. So this is straight up like activists, like just out of step with the the rest of the country or with the majority of the country, I guess. So it would seem to be like this would be all the reason that the Democratic Party, the Joe Biden would need to be like, OK, this is the break glass in case of an emergency moment. I can I can totally see that being the thing that like they drop a bombshell ruling and then that's when Biden like kind of 
gets moving on the Supreme Court kind of uh, term limits or, you know, expanding the court. But we shall see. Yeah. I mean, there's also many states, too, that have like these trigger laws, too, that are saying like uh, the second the Supreme Court makes a decision, boom, abortion's immediately illegal. Like, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, many yeah. states are waiting for works? this. Yeah, there's a few states. Um, I don't know how many, but there's there's a few that have these like trigger laws in place in regards wow. to Roe. And I think more than anything, too, it's going to force us to realize, OK, we only have each other to help out. And I think that is going to lead to a lot of it's going to take a lot of person like people helping each other, because once the states are just shuttering their doors on this now, like we're like these activist groups and charities are going to have to do a lot of the work to be able to give people access to abortions and things like this. So, yeah, a lot to come. All right. Let's talk about the recount. I mean, we've all been kind of on the edge of our seat. When, when are we going to finally <laughs> find out who won that fucking election, guys? Yeah. I mean, you see the new Ben Garrison cartoon? <laughs> oh, I, I a, wake up every morning. It's the first thing I check is what, what Garrison dropped. Latest stupid ass Ben Garrison cartoon is a it's a, a set of dominoes. Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, Georgia, and Pennsylvania with Joe Biden looking scared as the last one. And the Arizona domino is falling first, hopefully triggering the audit, as they say. And you have Trump saying, you lost domino, Joe. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh -huh. OK. Well, because you. Joe uh, in this comic is very literally his body is yeah. a domino at the oh, end of okay. a uh, so I'm stupid. And Domino and Joe rhyme, which is pretty edgy. Domino Joe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. So in Maricopa County in Arizona, that's the scene of the, like one of the most absolutely nonsensical attempts at overturning uh, the election. Um, if you remember, this already happened. They did a hand recount. I don't know if you remember this. And then like courts were like, yeah, these allegations of fraud are like absolutely baseless. Like, please get out of my face. Like it's this election has been certified. But since the big lie, the MAGA faithful have just been very eager to overturn the results. So the Republicans in the Arizona Senate subpoenaed the ballots and then they handed them over to a group of fucking idiot conspiracy theorists who are like, yeah, we will get to the bottom. We'll find fraud. They're called. I'm not joking. Their fucking name is the Cyber Ninjas. And I just want to read a little bit about them. The company has no experience in elections and its CEO helped to spread the stop the steal conspiracy theories in the run up to the Capitol riot. It is now in possession of Maricopa's ballots and voting equipment. So they're there being like, we're going to figure it out. We'll get to the bottom of this. Do we have experience? No, but we do have experience in baseless conspiracy theories. So as you can imagine, uh, because we know what happened and there is no fraud, they have found absolutely fuck all. And because it's so poorly run, like they were using this like county uh, like convention center to do the audit and stuff, they had to pack up their shit and pause the operation because it was they were fucking up so bad. It was taking way longer than they thought it would, that it was interfering with the county's high school graduations that they held Aww. in that building. So they're like, guys, you got to <laughs> pack this shit up. We got some graduations coming in, man. Like, I know uh, this is a fun time for you. But we got to stop. <laughs> and so now it's gotten to the point where even the Republicans in Arizona are f just over it because it's been such a clown show that they're like begging them to stop, which is kind of odd. For them. So what what is the big news that is causing uh, the Ben Garrison? Con like, why why are they so certain that this is? Well, was ben that Garrison, an old comic or is no, that it, like I'm pretty sure it's from the last few days. 
it's because he thinks it's because he's not in the group that thinks this is stupid or a joke. It's that he thinks they have things like they were looking for like bamboo fibers to prove like things were coming from China and shit and using like and using like UV purple lights on ballots and people like forensically, what do you are you even doing? And they're like, oh, we're checking for stuff. They're like, what, though? (laughs) Oh, you'll you'll find out. It's like, dude, this is all just it's all performative. It's all nonsense. So the Republicans started like, you know, asking the Senate president, Karen Fan, like to please end this. You like you started this shit. Please end it. And the board of the board of supervisors in Maricopa County were like really fucking pissed. One of state Republicans calling the process, quote, a spectacle that is harming all of us. Uh, This is from the board of supervisors. And mind you, this board of supervisors is four Republicans and the fifth is a Democrat. So this is this board of supervisors is 80 percent Republicans uh, from Arizona. They said it's time to make a choice to defend the Constitution and the Republic. We stand together to defend the Constitution and the Republic in our opposition to the big lie. We ask everyone to join us in standing for the truth. Our state has become a laughingstock. Worse, this quote-unquote audit is encouraging our citizens to distrust elections, which weakens our democratic republic. You have rented out the once-good name of the Arizona State Senate to grifters and con artists who are fundraising hard-earned money from our fellow citizens, even as your contractors parade around the Coliseum hunting for bamboo and something they call kinematic artifacts while shining (laughs) purple lights for effect. None of these things are done in a serious audit. I'm so, very curious what kinematic artifacts. Yeah, I'm googling. Yeah, <laughs> what, what? it sounds like a good thing. Like you don't want to ask to sound stupid, but you're like, what is? Is that something to do with actor Joel Kinnaman? Shiny thing, <laughs> Kinnaman. Yeah, it's Joel Kinnaman. <laughs> Strong refraction of waves in the migration velocity model introduces kinematic artifacts. Coherent events not corresponding to actual reflections. Okay. They just wanted this, to like get that yeah, U, that yeah. UV light on there because that right. that makes them feel like they're in CSI. They've done this thing where like it's so confusing. I've given up trying to understand what they're saying, and but it's the bottom line is they the win. audit is nonsense, and what you're doing is nonsense, and it's ran by the cyber ninjas, who sound like the fucking bad guys from like Surf Ninjas or some shit. But other than being like kind of kicked out of the building because they have. Because of the high school graduations and uh, being like shouted down by their own party. Like, is there is this progressing in some way? Like, what is giving uh, the people who are on the side of these people like hope? Nothing. I mean, like their response to them, it's just to that is being like, oh, here they go. They're afraid of what we might find. Right. Like, But you haven't found anything and you're not going to because a. You're looking for something that isn't there. And B, you're not even trained to even understand what you're looking at. Aside from just like this very narrow motivation to be like, we're going to find Chinese bamboo fibers on these ballots or some shit. But it's working. They're they're making money. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's only it it it's another indication. I think this like sort of strongly worded attempt at stopping it from the Republicans, from the Board of Supervisors. Right. That how deeply fractured, like just like the Republican Party is now, like where some people are like, I think we can get a. They're like, nope, there goes the party. Off it goes with the cyber ninjas. Yeah. Wow. By the way, Ben Garrison, great example of like the lower <laughs> standards of anybody like for culture 
that is created by anybody who's on the side of this because they just like will take what they can get. The shadow work on the on this. Uh, oh on this, wow! Like when you look at so the the idea is that these dominoes are supposed to spell out the word audit in shadows, mm. but that he has made <laughs> literally no attempt to uh, make it seem like that is even conceivably uh, possible. That would have took too much time. He just he just wrote audit. Below. Trump yeah. looks good though. Trump oh, always looks smells. good. Yeah, he looks like Richie Rich. He's his uh <laughs> his, his suit is like kind of straining at the like kind of groin region, which I'm assuming is not by accident. Like he's okay, yeah, man. Look, Ben may have his own visions him. of what's underneath yeah. there. Tell yeah. us, what, yeah. What do you see there? Tell us more about. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you, you see, see there? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the insurrectionists. There's a bipartisan effort to look at the January 6th attack, and it's running into opposition from GOP leadership, basically. Who'd have thought? Who'd have yeah. thought? Minority leader Kevin McCarthy specifically is out here being like, oh, it's it's too short-sighted, and it, it doesn't look at all of the political violence that has occurred in the United States. In other words, they don't want an investigation into an event that perhaps some of their own members had a hand in. Uh, if you remember, Kevin McCarthy was on the phone with Donald Trump when the attack was happening. So right. I have a feeling, yeah, that guy doesn't want to have to sit in front of anything and explain anything to anyone about what was said or not said. But he now is saying, quote, the renewed focus by Democrats to now stand up an additional con con uh, commission ignores the political violence that has struck American cities. That's talking about the BLM protests. Uh, mm -hmm. A Republican congressional baseball practice. That was the Steve Scalise thing from 2017. And most recently, the deadly attack on Capitol Police in April, uh, where that guy ran into uh, some of the officers near the Capitol. Now, mm -hmm. those are not comparable events. And I understand. And I, those we those have been investigated and people understand what happened there. This, on the other hand, has a lot of moving parts where there's law enforcement, military involvement, even politicians, where there's a lot of question marks to like what exactly happened. And so now I think their whole thing is they just want to go way back, broaden it to the point to be able to raise their talking points. Like other proposals from the Republicans are, well, can we talk about Antifa? We got to put Antifa in there and we got to put the BLM protests in there as well, just to, I think, create this sort of mass spectacle of like, Look, everyone's everyone's doing it, folks. So how can we really, you know, consider ourselves safe? So, yes, that's that's the the current state of this effort to to figure out what happened. Yeah, and I mean, Antifa was involved in the in the storming of the Capitol, if if my sources are are correct. <laughs> if your, so, your favorite parlor, somebody accounts. said it. Yeah, yeah if, if your favorite <laughs> parlor accounts are to be believed, and the yeah. other problem with this. <laughs> Effort is uh, John Katko, who is the ranking member on the Homeland Security Committee, who's the Republican giving it this bipartisan support. He voted to impeach Trump. So that's already a, that's already, I think, a bad sign for how much Republican support it's going to get, because this guy was being like, no, no, I don't know. Nope, I'm voting to impeach. I don't know what everyone else is talking about. So that's already raising question marks on top of the fact that once it gets out of the House, it has to go to the Senate. And then right. we'll see what kind of will there is to either completely water it down, you know, amend it. So it really is like about just whatever they wanted, whatever else they need it to be about. But I think such is the it's the all too familiar theme uh, recently. Right.
Uh, all right, let's take one more break and we'll come back and talk about some bullshit. All right, uh, it's now time for the story we've all been waiting for. Cicadas, we, we knew Brood, uh, what I had been calling Brood X, uh, but apparently <laughs> is Brood 10. Uh, is They're coming out into the world. Uh, and Oh, it's Brood 10? Yeah, I know, man. Oh, I'm look so like 90s fools. range. I'm like, Brood X. No, I've been calling it Brood X. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. No, this is Brood X. Fuck what you heard. Well, NPR is calling it Brood 10. Oh, uh, screw NPR. NPR also called uh, him Malcolm 10. So that yeah. might yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 10 games. <laughs> <laughs> so these cicadas are coming out and they are on their way out. Uh, as they get closer to like sexual maturity, which is when they come out, their body gives off some sort of chemical marker that then causes this fungus to like mature rapidly. As they're coming through the ground, it infects them. Their insides basically get replaced with what appears to be like an eraser, uh, mm-hmm. like a pencil eraser. Uh, that's just absolutely packed with spores of this fungus. And it is full of amphetamines and psilocybin. Uh, <laughs> and they spend the whole time that they're out just high out of their minds, uh, incredibly horny, and uh, just trying to mate with anything that moves uh, and therefore spreading the fungus around to other cicadas. It's wild. Katie, yeah. can you explain that? Well, I actually, I just did a podcast on Creature Feature uh, with Mara Wilson about Brood X uh, recently. And yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> my my sister-in-law just sent me this article this morning. I guess everyone knows that I would want to hear about yeah. this and talk about it. Fungus are one of the few sort of like dangers to cicadas as they are underground and await their emergence after 17 years of right. developing underground. So they, their life cycle is basically they lay eggs, the eggs, you know, fall down onto the ground and the larva go, goes and burrows underground. They take 17 years to mature. And then after those 17 years, they all simultaneously emerge and start fucking each other. And... And then this cycle begins again. But these fungi will infect the cicadas while they're underground. And then as they come up, you know, they then like as they make that final molt uh, into their adult forms, the fungus causes their butts to fall off. Yeah. And then it replaces that entire area where their genitals and the, the rear end of their abdomen would be with like this weird, like white, chalky, packed in spores just like jack said and it releases a uh the wait how do they fuck if they got no butt they can't they but fuck. they try but they, they don't try and that wait so then how do they re- how do they procreate for the next cycle they don't they don't there's not it's not like the whole population has the the infection oh, it's just a small oh, number of them oh gotcha so some yeah. are freaky no right. butt fuck i mean zombies. there are there are so there are there are so many cicadas there's like yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of, th- like, I actually I, think like millions of cicadas that come out. Because Her Majesty, she's from the D.C., Maryland area. Yeah. And she was saying early Ooh. how people are already wrapping their trees and shit, like, to prepare for this because they don't want their trees to become, like, cicada fuck 
parties and things like that. And I, oh, I thought they were wrapping them in like something romantic, just to, like, put this <laughs> with a big bow, the- <laughs> with a nice aromatic yeah. aromatherapy set, <laughs> and some tasty lubes. No, I just like they're trying to protect their property. It's just wild to me, like because. Like being in Japan all the time as a kid, cicadas are just a very normal part of like the su- summer soundscape. Like, in fact, something's wrong if I don't hear cicadas, you know, screaming. Yeah, that's when the aliens have come. Right. But this is funny, like to now when over here we have this one, it's like every 17 years, it's right. like the fucking pestilence. Well, yeah. it's more than every 17 years because so these are there are multiple species and multiple groups of these cicadas. So you will have even the one group. So like this uh, brood X will only emerge every 17 years. But there's like another group of cicadas that are slightly out of sync with that one. So you get right. every few years, you get a giant amount of cicadas coming out. Is it geographic? Like is there yes. like brood X like takes over the East Coast and then brood whatever the fuck? I mean, it's not that huge of like a geographical chunk, but certainly like there's you'll have maybe cicadas in like this area and then there's uh, ones in this area but also if there are different species those can those can um differ they can be in the same region but yeah no i mean i don't think it's like uh you you do get that regional difference in terms of which are emerging at what time but it's not like it's not like on the west coast we get it every 10 years and then on the east coast they get it every seven it's it's much more diversified than that One question I had, because this just raises like something that I think is interesting about drug use in general, uh, is that like when when we take drugs, it's not like the powder from the uh, ecstasy we take is going into our brain and like the little powder molecules are like going in there. It's like it's causing your brain to make its own drugs. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's what. That's what this fungus does is it causes the cicadas to make psilocybin and amphetamines and like they basically are like pumped full of those. But it's like by their own body. So it just made me wonder, like, are there examples of throughout human history where they think like, oh, they were probably like that was probably a massive wave of some infection that made everybody like start tripping for like a... (laughs) For an entire summer or something. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you mentioned this uh, in the doc, but there's that the rye ergot, um, which is that fungus that grows on rye, which when cooked into bread and ingested uh, can cause all sorts of health problems, but also has uh, hallucinogenic uh, effects. And so that's been speculated to be behind some of the Salem witch trials of those girls like accusing their neighbors of being witches and like like they believed what they were seeing yeah and uh justin producer justin just pointed out that this is something i had heard about i'd never heard it attributed to a fungus but the dancing plague the thing where people couldn't stop dancing and some of them danced until they died people uh believe that was caused by a fungal infection so that's that sounds very similar, actually. Mm. Danced until their butts fell off. Right, because uh, if they're eating this like rye fungus and it uh, produces this like ergotamine, and then that ingestion of it can cause hallucinations. And uh, in terms of medical conditions, though, there are medical conditions where you can make yourself get drunk. 
not drinking any alcohol. It's called auto brewery syndrome or gut fermentation syndrome. Wow. So ethanol is actually produced by fermentation by fungi or bacteria in the uh, GI system. And you don't have to drink anything. You know, you just eat normally. And then you have like this abnormal gut uh, bacteria or yeast or fungi that is cu- creating basically beer. <laughs> right. Your wow. So your and then you stomach- get drunk. Your stomach turns into a pruno bag from prison <laughs> where whatever you eat is now like, dude, that's booze now. Yikes. How many times have people like gotten DUIs and been like, I swear I didn't drink <laughs> anything. You can't. You could get out of a DUI if you have this medical condition. Yeah, I think I I've actually read a case of that. Like someone hey, got pulled over. I'm not even this... drunk sauce for just give me. I'm telling you, I got a brewer's stomach. <laughs> what? All right, what all right, buddy. Fuck, are you talking about? You're driving a fucking school bus, man. I mean, there's got to be a lawyer who specializes in that. Who's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I will he get you says, out of a DUI. He likes to pull rabbits out of a hat, and he only takes on cases where he knows it's like, oh right. yeah, you do have auto brewery syndrome. Okay, I'll take this case. Do you or someone you love have auto brewery syndrome? You may get money in a settlement. Right. Yeah. yeah, but we need you to get pulled over for a DUI first. <laughs> yeah, so this is all sorts of strange. Uh, one one thing that I will just note, uh, in case anyone's getting any big ideas uh, about going out and eating any cicadas they see uh, with their asses blown off by a <laughs> plug of spores. So the scientists uh, are saying in this NPR article, there's always a risk in eating cicadas pumped filled with amphetamines. That was just... <laughs> <laughs> Great huh? understatement. That was just one of a thousand compounds we found in the cicadas, and we don't know what those other compounds are capable of doing to humans. I'm sorry, man. This is going to be the new Tide Pods. Well, but right. people already eat cicadas during these mass cicada blooms. Like they before, put them on ice cream. Before the trippy ass spores? Yeah, they don't. I think it's uh, irrelevant to the trippy ass spores. It's just like, oh, this is a fun event. Like a local ice cream store may like put candied cicadas. Sure, sure. But I'm talking about like me, if I'm 17 right now and I'm reading that their butts are filled with psilocybin and and amphetamines, I'm like, bro, we got to see if that shit (laughs) happened. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like psilocybin is the same chemical found in psychedelic mushrooms, but. I think you'd be safer off doing psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah, than but again, this is unknown. for idiot kids. I'm putting myself <laughs> right. in an idiot kid mode, and I'm hearing there's free drugs in these Dude, cicada assholes. My yeah. friend from uh, Dayton, when I moved to uh, Lexington, Kentucky, he came down to visit me. Uh, we were good friends, but like not such good friends that I, I was just a little like, wow, he like wants to stay for a week, and then made us like go out into horse fields and look for. Uh, psilocybin mushrooms under shit piles in in a uh, horse and cow fields uh kids will do anything to get high yep. is but my, don't uh, scientists yeah. say don't because we never yeah. ate them i wouldn't let them eat any of the <laughs> any of the you don't mushrooms. the thing is i don't think you want to just eat a mystery mushroom no it's probably not good for you i mean like what i was talking about that rye ergot um, not only could it cause hallucinogenic effects, but ergotism with repeated ingestion of it, uh, which uh, could cause gangrene and convulsions. So people's like skin and oh, digits no. falling off in convulsions. So uh, I don't know. It. Yeah, I don't know what 
we know about this butt fungus, but I wouldn't mess around with it personally. Yeah. Kids do not smoke cicada ass this summer. Yeah. Is that even a combination like that people do? Like I know that MDMA and amphetamines is ecstasy, but like is mushrooms and amphetamines like a combo that That's not that's not a that's not one you really want to you're like, yo, yeah. I'm gonna beam up and have a full on. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. I'll be they in seem... space and have an anxiety attack. Right. They seem incongruous. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. And. All right. We hear a lot about AI technology being incorporated into law enforcement, into, I think, uh, medicine. And you always hear like promises of how AI is going to change entertainment. Somebody kind of put together an interesting proof of concept on the music front that, Miles, you're into, right? I just, I always, you know, the... When it, when you're talking about oh Netflix like they can use algorithms to kind of figure out what a hit show is going to be I'm like okay that's yeah we'll talk about that next or things like that or like you know maybe the racist police recognition facial recognition software isn't as good I like the lower stakes kind of <laughs> AI stories you know like right. when they say we fed this machine all this 90s pop music and then this is what it spit out so and this has been a trend that's been going on for a while but this one is kind of interesting just because of the how contrasting the two inputs are. They have. They basically got this AI. They said, "Look, we want to see if we can do the Spice Girls wannabe, but in the form of a Nine Inch Nails track." And I was like, "That seems like a stretch." And I don't know how the fuck a machine is gonna get like take. If you wanna be my lover, with like, I wanna desecrate you <laughs> like that. I don't know how they do it, but they did. And I just want to play a really quick clip of this because it it's kind of believable. Okay, not a perfect downward spiral recreation. And in fact, it, to me, it sounds more like Scream by Janet and Michael. Mm. But it's just weird, again, because it's nailing these certain textures. Like, it knows what the weird chaotic synth guitar part is, and they get Trent's voice right. But then I think the funk part of Wannabe kind of messes with... Either way, you get this like weird. It sounds like music from like Demolition Man. Like you know, what I mean? like, that they would be listening say, to. You know what I mean? It sounds exactly like music from a movie set in the '90s. Like when you go to a party or something, and there's a band playing at the party. That's what or, yeah. they would have been playing. Yeah. Or like in The Matrix, when like he's following the white rabbit to that club. Like right. this is the shit that would have been playing in that freaky ass club. Right. There are some stakes there. It's like the you're in the club, the band is playing, and you're looking across, and you like clock the person you're chasing, and then they start running. Right. You know? What? Oh shit. Okay. Oh, now there's Damn. a shootout, and the waitress <laughs> with the with the green liquid spilled a. She was bringing a bottle of green to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, man, and you bump into someone. Hey, man, watch where you're going. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're always and, so rude in those clubs. Yeah. 
hey, what's the big idea, man? Oh, when you watch like the special like features, you're like, that was actually the producer, Jim Bowles, right, who played right. that character. It's like, whoa. Yeah. And he so, was just partying right there. He yeah, that was, ran he was in the way. We just kept that. But just to say that like it's getting, because before you would get these weird ass non-musical things, things are getting a little bit better to the point where, you know, give it a few more thousands of hours of music and check back in with us. But I also want to talk about an even freakier AI thing that is occurring, which is I don't even know. Well, wait, before you say that, yes. because I do have to, I feel like people will drag me if I don't. I, as a Spice Girls fundamentalist, mm-hmm. I believe that that song is blasphemous and should never be played again. <laughs> Spice Girls music is pure and perfect and should never be touched by humans or certainly not machines. I will say, I officially thought that that sucked. <laughs> I thought I thought it was bad. It was worse than any Spice Girls song in any Nine Inch Nails. Oh I, no, 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 it's not. Not that it's it's. But I'm saying it's it's getting there. All that to say, that's in service of this next thing, which is the freaky fucked up part of AI, which is on its way to like. At first, you're like, ah, maybe that's kind of sucks. Now it's like, oh fuck, X this thing is territory. Yeah. So yes, you know. Uh, Oh, I'm just back to your point about wannabe. You're saying that it should never be defiled in such a way as it Correct. was, rather than wannabe is outside of what, what you believe to be canon for Spice Girls. You're saying, how dare you in, yes. put your dirty hands algorithm on that thing? Exactly. Okay. The um, Point taken. And just for the recorded. record. Yes, absolutely. That is recorded. <laughs> the Punch Up the Jam episode about wannabe is great because like, they take all the stems and all the different, like, and it, and you really get a new appreciation for what a good song that is. Mm. Oh, I've, who didn't fucking love that song? I remember, I just, you know, because we like to pivot <laughs> to go on tangents on this show. I remember so vividly when that shit came out. I was working on a school project at my friend Michael Kim's house, and his mom brought so much fucking Taco Bell, like, into, like, his room to help us finish this project. I had never seen a parent bring this much fast food and put it in front of kids before. And we were playing Wannabe on a loop, and I'll never <laughs> forget that day. Uh, Michael mm. Kim, I hope you're good. I hope your mother Agnes, or I think that was her name. I hope she's good oh. too. Um, <laughs> Agnes Kim, shout out Agnes. Shout out Agnes Kim. But this one, so we're talking now deep fakes, another version of using this AI to, you know, make it seem like someone is doing something they're not. First, we saw in like really problematic celebrity faked porn and shit like that. And then people talked about how there was also technology to take the voice. And then be able to map some, get someone's voice to say anything you want. Well, there's a new company now that is essentially able to begin dubbing films, but using deep fakes to do it. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but I'm just going to play you a clip of how this kind of operates. So it's called Flawless. And, you know, for the most part, when we watch foreign language films, we're used to like dubbed films or subtitles, right? The dub will just be like the old kung fu movie joke where like the mouth is moving and then the dialogue comes out completely mismatched Mm -hmm. they're saying the dub is usually so bad yeah so this one they're saying nah fuck that we'll get these people to speak whatever language you want now so behold this freaky technological advancement c'est amusant monsieur non au contraire c'est tragique avez-vous réponse à ça absolument so that was a few good men in french the mouth Uh movements not super stellar, but they're matching. And it's not to the point where you're like, oh, this is completely taking it out. And I also just want to play this part. It shook me to my core because they had fucking 
Forrest Gump speaking Japanese in this clip. You Okay. So, yeah, I know it's hard to see. We'll put the, the link in the footnotes, but wow. we are approaching this future now where this company is saying we don't have to do reshoots. You don't have to do subtitles. We can map the animated mouth movements to whatever language and even use the tone of voice to get these actors to speak in any language that you so see fit. I just want to play this part. This is De Niro, I think, speaking German. Oh, yeah, they got... So they use the person's actual voice, too. Yes. Okay, yeah, that is kind of freaky. Then wow. interpolate, create, synthesize them speaking in other languages because their whole the whole thrust of this company is like, dubs, you lose the, perf- the dramatic performance because the facial expressions aren't timed with like the delivery of the lines and can give kind of a disjointed interpretation of what you're seeing. I mean... It's kind of this is clearly a double edged sword because you can see the good that it could do. And you could all see, again, we've always known deep fakes were going to be a problem since like the first sort of clips came out. And now that we're like here, it has some actors like I'm not really feeling this like manipulation of my face to do this other stuff. Yeah, t- I mean, I was already feeling like my job was in danger when <laughs> the pandemic hit and I was like, huh. Do I have any useful skills in an apocalypse beyond like keeping you entertained and like, <laughs> look over here. Don't look at the burning fires all around us. And now this is very much like, oh, right. And and we also don't need you at all. We could right. just completely create a performance based right. on images that we already have on the They're internet. like, oh, we're doing new Soul Bomb episodes based yeah. off the existing audio we already have from the podcast. <laughs> and have me saying crazy shit. And I, honestly, right. as long as I'm getting paid, uh, you know, I'll take it. But now they're <laughs> they're all about how delicious a uh, bug paste is and how mm, you should. Uh, I love yeah. that bug paste. Gatorade bug paste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is, like, I don't know. You know, part of me likes watching foreign language films because part of it, the fun is hearing a language you don't understand and right. hearing the nuances and language too. So it's like, but then I, there are also times like when I was watching Lupin on uh, Netflix when I was like, "Fuck, maybe I'll go to the dubbed version." Like. Mm. But I also like to hear, but so I can see sometimes how maybe I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. I guess I could go with the dub version tonight, but I don't know. I tried to watch um, that German show Dark. I, I did watch the first season fully dubbed and I was like, it's fine. I guess the show's fine, but the performances are kind of shitty. And then I just like changed over to subtitles. I was like, oh, these are great performances. They, yeah. It's just... Like the voice actors have an impossible job and like they're not the quality of actor that the actual performers are. So it's just right. Yeah, it's I will say I've heard I've heard the French dub of my character in Love Simon. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping it would sound like me speaking French, you know, but like like a native speaker. When I speak French, it sounds like a, a child who is <laughs> right. obviously not French, but it sounded like a French woman. <laughs> and I was like, huh, okay, this is this is interesting. It's like somewhere in the realm of what my voice sort of sounds like, but it also fully sounds like a woman. And mm. like, like, what are you trying to say here, France? <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Like, hmm. What is your oh. understanding of gender identity and performance? France. France. 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to posit this question to this group because uh, just on the topic of algorithms mishmashing shit together and then being like, yeah, we can do this. Seeing the wacky Nine Inch Nails wannabe and then this thing, I'm really curious. I would really be interested to see like a fully produced algorithmically created film that was like only based off of like 90s actions action films and comedies just to see what kind of chaotic fucking nightmare this ai <laughs> thinks is like what we were trying to say through storytelling at the time Ooh. and i feel like it would be just this i don't know like a weird like like a mushroom trip because part of it is this you know synthesis of like actual human expression and ideas but then what this machine is then saying believing what we're trying to do with it I've always just been a big, you know, supporter, believer in wanting to see a project like that. I know that there's, there was that company that basically was feeding plots into algorithms and I think it was doing it more reactively. It was like, right. You would send a script, they would input all the details from the script into their algorithm. They had a couple of early hits and then they, we're like, okay, based off those early hits, we're going to like really invest. We're going to like buy this small studio. And they like immediately ate shit and went out of business. Oh, no, <laughs> This is for like, this is like for an Elon Musk type idiot who has a bunch right. of money to piss away. And he's like, I give Earth meme movie based yeah. on algorithms. Because I feel right. like if it was really taking like weird toxic messaging we had, it would be like, the asshole asshole man wins would be like <laughs> right. the name of the film, basically. Asshole man wins. <laughs> who would be who would be the star of that? I'm thinking it would be like Wesley Snipes and Slash Stallone or something. It's like it's Wesley Snipes. It's the cast of Demolition Man plus Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, they're in a movie together yeah. already that we plus, already talked about. Plus idiot. Tom Cruise face plus Will Smith face. Right. Well, I mean, that's now you're talking about like the best cast of any movie. Well, no, but I'm saying 90s. it would blend all of these together. Maybe like an ethnically ambiguous character oh, who was okay. a dick who was like so his, their masculinity was so toxic it was like a power. It turns out, <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like I'm just curious because like it's these like other things that I'm curious how much AI picks up on and being like that's the subtext of this is actually this. I mean, that's most Clint Eastwood characters, isn't it? The like toxic masculinity, yeah, is a power becomes a superpower. That's why asshole man wins too. Is the name of the the the, the film? Even this thought experiment, Miles, is the first step towards the machines taking over. Why do we care what they think about us? Wait, no, sorry, machines. I love you, (laughs) right? I do feel like anytime I'm on the record, I need to make sure they know that I am on their side. Right. And I also don't think we need to tempt them. I mean, mm, yeah. podcasts Fair. seem like a very good import for the machines to be taking in because there's so much content there. Like there's mm, more yeah. hours of podcasting than there have been in the history of the human species for sure. So just algorithmically like taking all those things in and then spitting out like I don't know. We're, we'll be replaced soon. Yeah. All if, it's my fear. It's my biggest fear. And I, I feel very similarly about thinking about them and talking about them as I do about like the NSA or the FBI, you know, where you're like, you're probably Can not listening back? to what I'm saying. <laughs> but just in case, you know, I always feel the need to 
remind Alexa that I am not a terrorist. Probot. 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 <laughs> right. Making sure your name is on the protective scrolls. Yes, please make it clear. <laughs> when they rip the roofs off of our homes and like yes. you were uh, you were down with us. Thank you, sir. Yes, please. <laughs> Vaporize <laughs> hater. <laughs> All right. That's gonna do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.